Hello, and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives, and I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. So how many degrees away are you from your next client, your next best friend, or your next cheerleader? Joining me today is Six Degree Society founder, Emily Merrill, and she is going to talk to us about how to network anywhere and with anyone. Let's get carried away. Hi, Emily. So excited you're getting carried away with me today. We are via Zoom. We didn't go live on Instagram because I'm fighting with Instagram Live. I usually record this simultaneously going live in Instagram, but currently it's been like cutting me off, so... I'm just going to do it old school and just talk to you directly. So you can get so carried away today. (laughs) Well, you know what happens is when I would go live on Instagram, I get all these creeps coming in. They write these really obscene comments and like all the eggplants. And I'm like, my mom is watching this. Like, can we stop? So I don't know who's following me. You know, my my mom gets more flower DMs and like, you're a beautiful lady than I've ever received in my entire life. (laughs) Like, I don't think I've gotten... Okay, now I'm going to be cursed and get an eggplant DM the second I hang (laughs) hang up on you. I've never had an eggplant DM and I've never had like a, hey, you're a pretty late. Oh, that's a lie. One person from like Pakistan. But besides that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get a lot of like, hey, I just want to be friends, but you can send me a nude photo. What? (laughs) Are you serious? This is so gross. Yeah. And you say, what what year do you want? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which do you want a recent? Part. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's my nude elbow. <laughs> you're like, mm, here we mm, go. <laughs> Did you want a weenus picture? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. And here I'm like looking for recipes on like how to eat more vegan. And then I get these weird DMs and I'm like, I don't want anything sexual. I just want a nude. I'm like, excuse me. Okay, we're going to talk about your hashtags at some point because something yes. is not working <laughs> or it is working, however you no, want to look I'm just, at that. I'm not attracting female entrepreneurs if I'm giving the eggplant emoji. <laughs> well, you're attracting something. Yes, I am. Which reminds me, um, Emily is the founder and chief networking officer of Six Degrees Society. Um, now, let me ask you, Emily, when you were a little girl, someone said, what do you want to be when you grew up? Did you say, I want to be the founder of Six Degrees Society? I think I said Oprah, which I thought was an actual job back then. And Mm -hmm. and truth be told, I haven't even watched that much Oprah in my life, but like, she is still kind of up there with the Buddha and God, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're right next to one another. Um, but I loved interviewing people. I loved asking questions. I was told a lot unfortunately. And I, I now in hindsight, um, when your friend's parents tell you you're a great conversationalist (laughs) with that kind of tone of voice, you realize they didn't, they didn't appreciate the questions I was asking, but I thought asking about their divorce and the reasons behind their divorce were so intriguing. (laughs) Why? So what prompt who cheated? Who was the initiator? (laughs) Like you're nine. (laughs) Shut the hell up. Like, why are you? So you're at a dinner party with your parents. Totally embarrassed. (laughs) This is our daughter, Emily. They're like, who wants? They're like, Oh, we don't like Sally. Go sit next to Sally. honey. (laughs) She's going to be asked a lot of questions. (laughs) by you. 
but yeah, I definitely was that, that kid. My parents took like an extra life insurance policy out of my life because Mm -hmm. they were like, don't talk to strangers. And I was like, but I love strangers. Like there is no stranger. I, I also thought like Macaulay Culkin was going to be my husband one day. Oh, because he could save us if there was ever a home invasion and like he knew how to handle the the bad strangers, but I would handle the good strangers and we would have great conversations. And, um, yeah, I just, I was a curious little kid. (laughs) I love that. Um, so then how did you begin to start six degree society? How did this all come about? So my whole life, I've been a people collector. I was the new girl a ton in in school. My parents, um, I I was born in Florida and my parents, the first school they enrolled me in, they didn't like the fact that the kids turned out too robot-like. So they moved me to another school that was more diverse. So they loved, but it was 25 minutes on I-95. And my mom would truthfully write me notes to miss school when it rained because she did not want to drive on I-95. So that school was too far. Mm -hmm. Then the third school was just right. And was like the perfect mixture of both of those schools. Um, And then my mom had met my stepfather and moved us to Connecticut. So here I am uh, entering seventh grade. I'd been to four schools. And so I was always collecting people. And I was also always the new girl. And when you're the new girl, you hope and pray that there's the nice girl that takes you under your wing when you enter into the cafeteria the first time, you're like, please, please, someone ask me to sit at your table, please, please, please. And I remember that feeling to this day. And when creating six degrees society, I felt like with networking, a lot of times you feel like that new girl walking into that cafeteria where you're hoping that someone's going to invite you into their conversation or make you feel seen. And so I wanted to make sure that when I was creating six degrees society, and I was mixing all those people that I'd collected that everyone felt seen, even if they were the new girl every single time. So Six Degrees Society was this accidental creation of my desire to bring all these people that I'd amazing people that I'd met across my life into one room. And then also to make sure that networking wasn't that gross, scary world word anymore. And that it was yeah. fun and approachable. Okay. I love that. I love that. And um, her topic today, which I forgot to mention, by the way, is five (laughs) ways to network anywhere and with anyone. And when I was kind of setting up the call, I was like, well, let me see how many degrees we are apart. And then I realized we have 16 mutual friends on Facebook. 16? 16. 16. 52 mutual friends on Six Degree Society IG but 30 friends of your personal IG in common and LinkedIn, we have 18 people. And for the longest time, I kept getting these Facebook notifications. Like you might need to be friends with Emily. And you know how you get those notifications? Like someone you have in common, you and Bailey Hancock have Emily Merrill. Like you should be friends. And I was like, okay, Facebook, I'll be friends with her. So I could see how our worlds needed to cross paths and how you are a natural connector and collector, I guess, of, And you kind of created this great, I can't wait to go to my first event. Prior to the pandemic, what kind of events would you have to kind of cultivate this no girl stands alone kind of feeling? So first and foremost, this completely started by accident. So my very first event that I had, I hosted because this problem of like, I was always the person that was asked, Hey, do you know someone who's a coder? Do you know someone who can do this? Or do you know someone who can do that? And I would just get text messages and then send email intros and it'd go out into the abyss and who knows what happened next. And I found that it sucked that 
worlds weren't really collided. Like I was working in the special events marketing world and high luxury fashion. And it was, I was only meeting high luxury fashion people. I was meeting the same type of person over and over again. Just like I imagine in Los Angeles, you're meeting more actors or industry specific Mm -hmm. people. You're like, how do I make friends with someone who can kind of challenge me or make me think differently. So that was my first reason for putting everyone in in the room together. And the night before the event, I decided to make networking a little bit more approachable rather than having everyone just kind of network their way through the evening. I had everyone submit their bio, their picture, job title, company, and email. And I sent it out to all of the attendees. I also sent them four curated matches handpicked just for them. So I made it super duper structured. So in that two hour period, they ended up walking away with four connections that were narrowed down for them based on the bios they sent me the the days previously. And um, moving forward, that ended up becoming my model where I'd always start with two matches and an hour of programming. But before I did programming, it was just like, oh yeah, more networking, more curated matches. That Mm -hmm. was the, the main objective. So the programming evolved. And at that time in my life, I was a, I think I was 26 when I started this. So it's just a Mm -hmm. side hustle as this accidental side hustle. And I was all focused on career. I really wanted to help people navigate what it would be like to transfer from say fashion to tech or fashion to, to finance and how they would navigate that. So I'd put together panels with PR, uh, with HR professionals, asking them what it would be like, um, to interview at companies ranging from Google to, uh, to fashion, you know, the giving them the whole gamut. And then it evolved to personal things. So we did like rides with Peloton. We did, uh, events at Sicily. So, and then, uh, yeah, personal, professional, and lifestyle. We did everything from for lifestyle. We did like how to set the dining room table for Thanksgiving. And it just evolved. And whenever I had an itch to explore something, I would think like, maybe I'm not the only one who is curious about this. What if I make it an event? And then if it was a successful event, I would replicate it year after year. I love that. I love that. And have you, in the people that connected that you connected with it, would you see them then go on and work together or, you know, then collaborate on something? Were you able to see what happened next? Yes. And that's one of my biggest regrets though, is that I didn't have better metrics or like opportunities for tracking back then and helping measure that giant spider web that expanded. Um, but yeah, we had individuals who became travel buddies and went to Thailand together. I've had people hire uh, individuals as coaches or as website designers or, you know, HR professionals hire those individuals for the companies. Right. So yeah, there was a ton of collaboration, um, that it was remarkable. And there was this moment that I had when I was on the cusp of leaving New York for San Francisco, when I realized like, I can't be everyone's best friend anymore. And that was yeah. a weird aha moment. And I'm sure you, you yeah. struggle with this too in person where people are like, Gary, Gary, come here. I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized I'm more of this role of a principal and I bring in the teachers and then the teachers work directly with the students and the students are friends with one another, but I have to remain more figurehead and like be very cognizant of this inner circle that I create. Yes. It's, it's very hard, especially now I've noticed to not be that person that you're like, yeah, I'll just hop on a call with you or just hop on a zoom with you. And then you realize this group of, you know, three to 400 women are like, 
wait a minute, I can't talk on a call with all of you. That's very hard. Did you struggle with that? Like, I have to pull back and be more in a leadership role when you first were kind of having, when you first realized that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I truthfully, I think it was the move from New York City to San Francisco that made it easier for me to kind of fade into the background because I had then had to rely on my ambassadors to execute these events in real life. Well, before when I was in New York, if you if you said to me, hey, um, do you want to host an event next Tuesday? I'd be like, yeah, of course, let's figure it out. Let's do it. Um, I had to put boundaries in place that were would work for the lives of not just myself, but for my ambassadors. Sure. And and that helped me kind of take a step back. But then at the same time, I would also get these messages being like, well, the events aren't the same without you there. And you're like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. I love that. But thank you for telling yeah. me. Um, yeah, I have to be with my spouse. <laughs> I know. I can say, thanks, Greg, you ruined my life. Um, but, I, but I have to say there's this like guilty pleasure of being at all my events digitally but the power of moder- of using a mute button and an end session button and oh, being yeah. able to not have to feel like I need to stay an hour after an event. Not that I felt like I had to, but I would stay an hour after an event and want to talk to everyone yeah. and connect with everyone. Yeah. I know before leading up to an event, even the adrenaline and setting it up and sending the last minute texts and making sure, yes, you have the right ticket and I'll make sure you get it. I'll put you on the list, all of those things leading up. And then when it finally happens and you're enjoying the moment, and then once it's ended, you you get all the accolades and you're like, it's over. You just want to exhale and have a glass of wine. And then be like, okay, somebody else do all the follow-up. <laughs> yes. Oh, the follow-up is the worst. Is that something is that hard. you hate to like I hate it. emails? <laughs> I hate them. I yeah. hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I don't know why. It's so easy to do, but it is like the most tedious thing for me to do for yeah. some reason. And as much as I try to automate it, like, okay, I'm gonna have everything ready before we have this event, something inevitably comes up during the event that I should refer to. In sure. the follow-up email, I'm like, okay, this isn't relevant anymore. <laughs> so, I'm going to rewrite that whole intro yes. yeah, that I did. The whole thing I said, that's right. It ended up pouring rain and the hole in this was in the ceiling. That's oh, not in the email. <laughs> do you want to hear a funny story about automation? Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for our wedding, um, we... I. I did an email sequence basically where I was like, reminder, you know, rehearsal dinner happening this time. And then I would send it to the people who were invited to the rehearsal dinner. Same thing with like the, we did rehearsal drinks for everyone. And then the ceremony for all the right people. So I probably wrote like nine emails in total. And then we did a brunch on Sunday and the brunch said suit up. um, And then it had described how like amazing the wedding was the night before but the irony was we were evacuated 30 minutes before our ceremony and we weren't, we weren't going back to the ceremony site where we were supposed to have the brunch and everyone had been evacuated from their, their hotels. And literally it was like, suit up, bring your bathing suit time for a pool party. And Oops. My mother-in-law texted me. She's like, hun, is this, is this a joke? <laughs> And I was like, no, this is an automated email that I completely <laughs> forgot to file. My mother-in-law's in my file. No, it was a fucking oops. Oh, wow. Now, why were you evacuated? Oh, we were evacuated um, last year in Sonoma. There were fires. Fires, happening. yeah. Mm-hmm. So 30 minutes before our ceremony, the fire marshal came and gave us an evacuation warning, told us it wasn't 
like mandatory in that moment, but it was probably going to happen between then and the next five hours. So, so. you're in the dress. You're yep. like ready to go. You got the yep. families there. Everyone's and you get this warning. Yep. Like, <laughs> what okay. did you do? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's so much more that even happened. This will have to be like a three hour podcast. If you want <laughs> right. to know the, the pre. Um, so in that moment, I, I like, my stomach felt like a ball, it clenched. Yeah. And I think I started laughing and I was like, yep, of course. Okay. So we, we had been monitoring the fires and we had a tentative plan B. One of my girlfriends, okay. ironically, grew up in St. Helena, which was not far from Ooh, Calistoga, mm-hmm. where we were supposed to get married. And funny enough, she got married in Bordeaux earlier in the summer and I was her officiant at her wedding. Okay. And she had, her mom had graciously said earlier in the weekend, if anything goes wrong, you could always host your wedding at our 850 square foot cottage. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. But like, it won't come to that. It won't come to that. We've got this whole property with 50 plus people staying on property and in nearby towns. Um, so as I look at my seven month pregnant wedding planner with her mask on. (laughs) I, I was like, yeah, we're going to have to initiate plan B. So my, my wedding planner, uh, my wedding photographer, Jody Debes, who you may have met in LA at some point, she's Mm -hmm. great. She put me in her car, drove me to the ceremony site where we were supposed to get married, grabbed my husband was like, I know you didn't want a first look. We're doing it here. (laughs) We did a first look. Um, my, Everyone started packing up all the stuff that had already been set up. I told everyone, one of my girlfriends was there with her husband. I was like, grab your baby, run, (laughs) we're being evacuated. But mostly I kept my cool. I love it. um, Yeah, I sent out an email that said, "Uh, please read, we're being evacuated, new location. (laughs) And everyone was like so smooth in the whole process and, and moved things along accordingly. And they ended up, my unbeknownst to us, my friend's mom owned the property adjacent to her as well. And it was an empty lot. So my photographer found it and used it as the ceremony site. And we ended up doing a buffet on, you know, tossable, tossable bamboo (laughs) plates. I ate family style tacos on stairs. (laughs) Like it was, it was a I love that. That's a a wedding. I mean, those types of wedding you remember forever. And that means you're going to be married forever. Um, um, (laughs) That's incredible. Um, I don't have that same story. (laughs) It was just really windy. Wind sounds so nice right now. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. I'll send you the Um, article. (laughs) Please, please do so. That's, that's insane. Um, But you know, that tells everyone, always check those funnels before, you know, things may <laughs> So the moral happen. of the story, yeah, bringing it full circle, the funnels, but also in that particular moment for me, it was my community really stepped up and it was those relationships and the power of being friends with the, the caterer and the photographer. And we had the haiku guys there and, and all these incredible individuals, they, they showed up because they believed in us as a couple and we weren't those nasty wedding individuals yeah yeah I believe there's a modern family episode with the same storyline it's seriously we got posted on a lot of different things and they're like wait a second did they knock off modern family (laughs) yeah California welcome yeah (laughs) welcome have you experienced your first earthquake yet no but I'm waiting I bought 
at the at the airport on the way to our honeymoon, I was like, we need to buy earthquake insurance right now. And I bought it in the lounge waiting for our family. That a girl. Good for you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> You're ready Can't to be go. too prepared. Yes, that's amazing. Um, so speaking of that, can't not be too prepared. When people are networking, you talk about how... <laughs> I'm going to bring it back again. How about ways to network anywhere with anyone? And now that we're in this kind of digital networking platform, um, it is kind of like, how do we network now? Because I bought 500 business cards and I can hold it up to my screen. Oh, Here's no. my business card. But now they're just oh. laughing in my wallet. What do you recommend? So, well, digitally, A, don't be scared to to see that name pop up that mutual friend in common and friend them and send them a note and say something like, I think the universe is telling us we should be friends. Um, or we have so many friends in common, utilize a tool like Calendly. I think for networking, it just makes the decision process of like making time to connect that much easier by sending Mm -hmm. someone's calendar link versus 40,000 back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) In person. And I think this is the biggest thing that people don't understand about networking. They think networking has to be in the confines of like a room that's defined on networking. Like this has to be networking only happens at a networking event. That is completely false. I have made friends on um, subways. I've made friends on helping people out on the train to get to uh, Newark, New Jersey. That's always a great place because everyone gets confused by the two stations. Um, Like there's just so many ways to make connections, but look for those social cues. Look for things that you have in common. So using getting to the airport as an example, if you both have suitcases with you, that's a social cue. Where are they going? Uh, Have you ever gone to this airport before? Do you know how to get here? And asking a a question, maybe you even know the answer, but if you want to talk to that person, asking them that question, so then you can strike up a conversation. Um, Same thing goes with if you're out at the grocery store and you see someone has a college sweatshirt on that maybe your mom went to or you went to, that's a great social cue to start a conversation. Like, oh, you went to, I went to Denison in Ohio, super small laborettes college. When I see someone with a Denison sweatshirt, you know, I'm like jogging by them and I turn around, excuse me, wait, (laughs) what year were you? I don't recognize you. You know, I will chase them down. You know that. Uh, So that's a great Watch out, Denison, if you're listening, Emily's coming for you. Changing their sweatshirts right now. But it is a great social cue. And the same thing can be said uh, on LinkedIn. If you're trying to make a contact in a particular company or if you're trying to connect and to learn something new, you're that much more likely to respond to that person if they have that commonality there for you. So the other thing that I say is in person, when people are at a networking event, I always say go alone. So much easier for you to make a connection when you don't have your needy friend next to you. Hang out by the food table. There's always good people by the food and you can ask questions like, wait, what's, what is that? Is that vegan? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, an easy way to strike up a conversation for someone then to ask, are you vegan? No, I'm, I'm just on a diet right now, whatever it is. (laughs) And then the other, uh, a cue for me that I like to use is your phone. So most people have a picture of their family or their dog on the front of their phone or a really beautiful destination. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to use as a com- conversation starter and be like, are those your kids? And you can say, yeah, I've got two kids. Um, and then I, I find out more information about who you are just by asking 
about that picture on your phone and it humanizes you as a person and it can lead to a different conversation or find that like-mindedness. And then lastly, my favorite one is traffic. Mm. Everyone loves talking about traffic, no matter what city you are in. LA, as we know, everyone's like, oh, I took the 405. It was a disaster. Oh, you did? Why didn't you take the 101? And they like... (laughs) By asking, by explaining traffic situation, you're also able to find out where that person was coming from. So you can place like where they live or where they work Mm -hmm. without asking them where they live or where they work. Right. You can. And so what I would say is like, oh, so do you, do you live in, um, whatever, Santa Monica? Monica? Like, no, I work at Silicon, Silicon beach. And oh, cool. What kind of company are you there? Oh, I met this tech company out of this. We work like done. I just found out everything I needed about the human without asking them, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I love that. I, it's, so it's basically being naturally curious, right? Which being you have been curious. as a child. Um, <laughs> being, don't ask about their divorce. <laughs> yes, exactly. I noticed you're not wearing a wedding ring. Is that, is that <laughs> awkward for you? <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> oh, I've made or or never ask. Oh, what do you do? I've made that. Yeah. Once. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Unless you see a baby coming out of a vagina, yeah. <laughs> you do not ask when are you do. <laughs> yep. Nope. Real I'll back never forget. It. After I had my daughter, it was you know I was like six, seven weeks postpartum. Of course, she oh. still looked pregnant. And the guy in line with me, I have her in the thing, in the, the car seat. No. I go to CVS because I'm all a hot mess. And he's just like, oh, you're just going to have them close together, huh? And I was like, <gasps> I'm going to smack you in the face. <laughs> and that's when we saw Mama, Mama Brawl. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I got kicked out of CVS. But, yeah. um, <laughs> They're still yeah. looking for you to this day. <laughs> but you're right. I think the other thing people I've noticed digitally when we're networking is the weather. Right. So I'm in LA, you're in San Francisco, someone on the call could be from Austin and we can all talk about the weather and um, like, oh, it's snowing here. It's 92 degrees here, but in San Francisco, it's probably a lovely autumn day. You actually get beautiful fall day every day. Yeah. Um, So I feel like that's something that also people are kind of like, yeah. And all weather reporters there. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, let me look out the window. (laughs) Um, And recently because of the, you know, political turmoil that we're going through, just the state of unrest racially um, with all these other nuances and craziness that is happening. It gives us great talking points. And to me, it's a great barometer to be like, where do you fall on this line? And then I can know we can be friends or like, nope. Next. Um, Wait, you're not voting for... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, no. I did vote already. Yeah, I know. No, I no. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, this podcast is ending. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Emily. Good luck with that. You know, I have been on a podcast. I was interviewed and I could tell mm. she was definitely moderate, but I couldn't mm-hmm. tell if she, she was in Louisiana or Florida. And I could tell by her questions because she it was right when we got um, shut down. And she said she went to the nail salon. And I was like, you have nail uh, salons open? And she was uh, like, oh, yeah, girl. And I was like, oh, these nails. <laughs> I did it myself all of a June. I think they oh. should be a sponsor of this podcast. Yes, I talk about all of June. June. All of, love that stuff. <laughs> um, take a brief break for all of a June. <laughs> all of a June. I'm wearing their winter silver right now. Thank you, ladies. Um, LA brand. Love it. But, but so, the, you're you, absolutely right with the weather. Yeah. Weathers is a great and, and showering. I think showering yeah. has been a huge thing too, where it's like, oh my God, 
I, you know, you know, I must like you. I showered today and like people are good at poking fun at themselves a little bit now too. Like being like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you have to look at my face like this. I didn't put any makeup on or, um, yeah, there's just, there's humility and there's also like more humanity, I think in, in our calls and our professionalism, it's kind of, we humanize ourselves. I agree. I agree. I think it's nice. I do not miss sitting in traffic with, you know, my networking suit or dress. I always had this jacket I wore and, you know, with the heels, like I don't miss that at all. No. And the dry cleaning bills. No, I do miss the cocktails and the like trade pass apps. I'm a queen at finding a trade. You want to meet me at the food table. I'm never leaving. Um, (laughs) That's, that's my jam right there. (laughs) I was thinking about like my early New York existence. Um, You know, some people, someone told me recently, their first networking event was my digital networking events. And I was like, that's bonkers. I survived in New York by going to events so I could eat. (laughs) And so I could drink. Like, I'm not kidding. This sounds terrible. I sure the programming was secondary, but I would bring a girlfriend and be like, we have two options. We could go out to dinner and we could pay like 90 bucks each, or I can get us hooked up to go to this thing and there'll be food and drinks there. And it's a date night for us as a friend. That's an innovative, that's innovative and (laughs) and just smart. (laughs) And I'd meet good people, but I love that. Now that you have, now that we're all kind of stuck inside, I know for Bra Network, all of our, we had a lot of stuff online prior to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I know you did as well. How has the transition been? Because I was on your calendar, girl, trying to pick an event. And I was like, well, there's so many to choose from. How first, how do I choose? Um, But tell me how you've created this platform. I mean, everyone listening. I'm not talking like a calendar with a couple events sprinkled in. I'm talking like every day, multiple times a day, there are events going on. How, how do you manage all of that? So great question. We actually never did digital before this. This was all pandemic. We were doing one event a week in New York, one event a week in San Francisco and about one event a week in LA and one event a week in Chicago. Oh, sorry. One event a week a month in Chicago and one mm-hmm. event a month in LA. And, you know, I got back from LA hosting an event and that's when we got locked down that Friday. I got back on Wednesday, the lockdown started Friday. I cried for 25 to 45 minutes, depending on how the tears drying up and decided to try my hand at digital. And people had been urging me to do digital, but for me, digital meant that I needed to bring in a camera crew. I needed to record it. And then I needed to like live stream people in. And that seemed so challenging. So I always put it on the back burner Mm -hmm. and I had been using zoom for the last few years, just for other aspects of my business. So I put up an event that I was going to teach. So in case no one showed up, I wouldn't be embarrassed to cancel it. And, um, at our events, what we do differently than other networking organizations is we handpick who you meet while networking. So you get everyone's bios, pictures, job titles, companies, and emails pre-sent to you. And then I pre-match who you meet. So you typically meet two individuals for 15 minutes, followed by an hour of programming. And so I was having individuals during their matches type in their phone numbers, mute themselves, and call each other. And okay. I was like, oh my God, this is so innovative. We're so innovative right now. (laughs) And one of my guy friends is like, you ding dong, you know, there are breakout rooms, right? (laughs) And I was like, what? No, I'm sorry. I don't see it on mine. I don't have them. No, it doesn't. I don't have it, Bill. And he's like, no, you have to go into the settings and you have to enable them. And then you can can put people into these one-on-one rooms. 
Carrie, it was like, my (laughs) mind was blown. And so from that moment on, I was like, this is the best thing in the entire world because at an event where I'm doing these two matches, it is like hurting cats to get them to go to their second match. Like, come on, Carrie. No, no, no. Okay. Okay, Carrie. Time to go. Time to go. All right. Sweet Jesus. Like, here you go. Here's your person. So the beauty of being able to close their rooms and to whisk them away with the touch of a button has been gorgeous. And then we're also, we're recording all of our sessions. So we're creating a digital platform for people who aren't able to attend the events in real time and can pay a different membership tier to see the recordings. So a lot of pandemic learnings for sure. That's good though. I mean, I've now tried, I'd say four or five different, you know, virtual online conferencing platforms from Remo to, you know, hop in to Zoom. I mean, so many. Um, and I see, I keep coming back to zoom. Um, really? I do. I've seen, well, I have to say hop in for a conference was really great. fantastic. Really, really well. And Remo was great. If you just have a speaker who's delivering something really like with hundreds and hundreds of people. And then they also have great breakout rooms. But if you want like multiple things happening at the same time, hop in everyone, hop in and Olive and June. Those are my two sponsors <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> um, well, that's Please impressive. Yes. So what kind of events typically do you host? So we host events that are personal, professional, and lifestyle focused. So we have everything from career to business to um, a lot of like more woo-woo focused events too, focused on meditation. Um, I like woo. Yeah, I love a good woo. We've done human design. We had a huge human design one earlier this year, which, yeah, very, a lot of curiosity there. We did a spirituality 101 where she broke down all the spiritual term terminologies that you hear, like (laughs) breaking down the crystal industry, all of that. It's a billion dollar industry. It's nuts. Um, and then we'll do workouts, but mostly I love just like self-development. That's, that's my sweet spot. I love learning. I think anything that's actionable where you can, like we did an event on how to journal. So many people don't even know how to journal. I don't properly. journal. You don't I journal. also okay. can't meditate. I can't okay. meditate and journal. Pick one. Okay. <laughs> just pick one. Don't do both. Pick one. Start with one. Journaling. I set a timer for 10 minutes and I just free write. Okay. And I'm like, today I want pizza. What's for tomorrow? <laughs> like it does, it's nonsensical, but it's helpful. Um, but I felt the same way. It's like, how do I do journal? both? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who am I? Um, but yeah, so we were, as we were doing events, as I said, like once a week, now we're able, I have more bandwidth because I'm not schlepping an hour each direction to the event mm-hmm. an hour earlier. So I have all this extra time in my day that I figured, I feel like I'm kind of in my senior year of college and I'm just like working my ass off until it's over, um, setting up systems and trying out different things and throwing spaghetti at the wall. So we, I decided to do an event a day because I love learning. And uh, as you now know, I'm very naturally curious. So if I can learn something new every single day, then I feel like I've graduated this year of college, like that much stronger. And, um, yeah. Now and now with all this free time that you have because you're yeah. schlepping back and forth. You're now, launching, you're now launching a mastermind. Yes. Tell yes, me about yes. this. So I launched again, it was I love have you ever been in a mastermind, Carrie? I have, and I've hosted one. So I've, hosted I have one. my own and then it's called the training bra. Huh? Oh, so good. <laughs> you and I. Um but then I've actually I I have have to say I've had some of the best coaches in mastermind groups. 
um, and the best accountability because I'm the person that plans on the drive to the event. I'm like, what are we doing next? And I haven't even gotten to the event yet. Yes. But you have to be that way as an event person. You can't be so, you have to, I think that's why like back to the wedding, like you have to laugh. You have to let it roll off your shoulders. Otherwise life's going to suck a lot for for you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the mastermind started, I threw it out there as an event. I did probably about four of them as an event and saw great results digitally. And it was so fun to see people in all different cities learning from one another. And I thought like, how cool would it be if it was the same group learning from each other for an extended period of time with that accountability built in with my coaching built in where I'm able to give them tailored homework and personalized um, time with me. And, you know, it kind of sits very similar to your drive. I was like, let's just throw something up and see what happens. Yeah. And I, and I sold out my first one in, um, I put it on sale, I think in July, June or July. And it, it started in August. And so we're about six sessions in, they get 10 sessions. It's been magic. It has just been so fun. It's also as, as a coach, cause I also am a coach and I hate that word just as much as I know. I'm gonna, Every coach does. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. It's gross. I'm yeah. like a consultant, but I don't consult cause I don't like, I just tell you what to do. Yeah. Um, that's called the teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so nice too, for bandwidth too. Cause I have a lot of answers, but I don't have all the answers and to be able to leverage other people. So my second mastermind, we just launched the doors for the second one yesterday and it starts. Oh, in Jan- yeah. It starts in January. And, um, how many spots are you keeping it like smallest? 10. Yeah. Oh, just good. Yeah, I've no. heard coaches at bra members even are like, I'm starting a mastermind with 30 women. No. And I'm like, good Why? luck with that. Why would you hurt yourself like that? No, yeah. no, good. no. 10 spots. No. So then everyone gets a chance to be on the hot seat. So everyone gets a chance to go through their problem and it's only twice a month. And then the other we do like one, um, group thing a, a month typically that has come out of what the problem is. So Their like needs, tomorrow, yeah. yeah. One of the mastermind individuals is teaching LinkedIn to us. Oh, that's and, fantastic. Yeah. And auditing all of our LinkedIn's. So it's, it's cool. Everyone's learning from one another and they're I love that. And the, the, let me tell you the principle in me, when a teacher empowers their students to then become the teacher themselves, you can't, you, the, they grow exponentially because now they put themselves in that place and in that they can see themselves as a leader. And now they're just like, Oh, they're so heightened. Um, I can do this. I can do this. I do have something to share. Um, so that's really, uh, and it's also like, I've seen a lot of coaching programs or, you know, um, any kind of, you know, mindset or, you know, any kind of mastermind accountability group, that's very rigid. It's like Mm -hmm. this week we are talking about this, Mm -hmm. this week we are talking about this, but it sounds like yours kind of like flows with the needs of a group. It does. So the way that I decide what the topic is that we're chatting about is I have each of the individuals fill these check-in forms the, the few days leading up to the mastermind. So I'll be like, oh, they're all talking about systems. Like, oh, there's a lot of broken systems in their check-in mm-hmm. forms. So, okay, the theme is going to be what system, if not broken, would like change your business. And yeah. so that would be their challenge for that week. That's so great. And they get time with you. So that's yeah, really so- valuable too. So they get 30, uh, there's four 30 minute calls with me throughout the five months and then one hour call. So some of them will like put that, the 30 minutes together for an hour, some of them, and they also get Slack access. So they'll, they'll utilize that. 
um, and utilize it for each other. There's like co-working days being, being formed or there's, um, Oh, that's great. They, they see each fun. other out. Yeah. yeah. Support and accountability, which actually will take a little bit off your shoulders. I know. Really I'm nice. like, yeah. can I run like three, uh, master <laughs> three at months. the same time instead of doing group one-on-one coaching? Cause this feels yeah. so good. Yeah. Well, you're empowering them to teach each other and look at each other as experts, yeah. which is really, really important. I think in any coaching program, when you finally can make the switch and then not be so, you know, attached to the teat, if you will, they can now like so get true. it for themselves. Okay. Everybody hear the ambulance going by? It always happens in at least one podcast. Oh um, we're city, I'm a city girl. What can I say? Hey, Carrie, you have to watch my Instagram story. My dog heard it. We used to live right by a fire station and she never barked. She never howled anything. And we were outside yesterday in the park and she like was chewing on her bone and, and then she hears it and she like looks up thoughtfully and she starts howling at it. And I think I, my, I was dying. I was laughing so hard. I've never seen my cute pup. Do, she's seven years old. I've never seen her Aww. do this. But it was like, it was like, she was like wishing that person well, and yeah. like sending them off for something. Get out of the way, Carl. Yeah. This yeah. person's in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> I love and then went that. back to her bone. <laughs> And just like, okay. Um, So how do we find out? First off, I'm going to put in the show notes about the mastermind and uh, all these fabulous uh, events that you're having. How can we find you on all the places? So definitely check us out on our website. We're Six Degrees Society, um, spelled S-I-X, degrees with an S at the end, and society.com. And then on Instagram, we're six underscore degrees underscore society because some someone decided to have something like a little meetup group in London. Um, There's a Carrie Murray in Ohio that I'm stalking. I'm like, I want your handle. Sweet Jesus, Carrie Murray. Yeah, I totally feel you. And they haven't posted since like 2017, which is so annoying. annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I would love to invite any listener out there to come and join their first event on me. Um, You can use code virtual SDS at checkout. So that's, yeah, I would love, I mean, it's so fun. The fact that we now are not limited geographically. So wherever you are, I just had a member join from Alaska. Love it. Yeah. Oh, you know, that girl needs friends. Yeah. (laughs) She's like my cousins, five people I know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, well, thank you for that. That's wonderful. Of course. Um, I'm so excited. That's, that's great. I'm excited to attend my first event. I just have to choose one. I I'm kind of curious about the meditation or journaling now. So I I need something that, okay. I'm gonna look into it before we wrap up. We got to get carried away. First off it first, let me get carried away about what, what's your favorite food? Are you someone who likes to cook or even, uh, you know, Postmates scout? What, what are you doing during quarantine food wise? So tacos are my favorite food. They're like my love language too. We served them at our wedding. Just, they bring me, we do taco Tuesday religiously. It's in my bio on Instagram. Like (laughs) part of my, part of my identity are tacos. I grew up looking, um, Hispanic. So everyone assumed I was. And so I just, I think I felt this affinity for especially tacos, Mexican culture in particular, um, cooking. I can make good tacos. My husband is an exceptional cook. So I feel like I've become weaker at cooking because he's so good at it and he cooks healthy, but like healthy, delicious. So I have my lunch that was delivered. Like he literally in the middle of my coaching calls, he'll like deliver lunch to me. And, and this is a good man. (laughs) He's a good man. Like, yeah, I, I, I was 
shaming him last night because he still hasn't finished his part of the thank you cards and i was like i have like i have no excuse to like get in, mad at you you can do whatever you want like you don't have to finish him yeah. keep me. him in his zone of yeah. genius okay yeah. don't disrupt that you just do the shop maybe he needs some parsnips you run out and grab some we live a block from whole foods and like Love it. that's my one job is to like sherpa everyone's still but he grocery yeah. shops too like i i like panic in the grocery store and he's exceptional <laughs> you know, if you guys, since you're in San Francisco, um, if you ever hit up Kennedy's in North Beach, um, it is a Irish pub and curry house. Ooh. They have some of the best Indian food. I hope they're still open. Okay, um, I'll check it out. And super reasonable. And on Tuesdays, it's $3 Guinness. <gasps> Ooh. It's a weird, it's an Irish pub with Indian food. It's it's an interesting that makes space. Sense. And it's an Indian mean- in North Beach, which is just ha- Italian. Italian. <laughs> I'm like, makes sense, kind of. No, but that's more Delicious. British than. Delicious. Yeah, I yeah. will definitely check that out. Indian is my second favorite food. So, okay. So, there yeah, you go. we it. have to do Indian food once a week at least. I love it. And entertainment wise, what keeps you busy? Podcasts, Netflix. How are you keeping yourself entertained during this? Books? What do Books. You Books. I'm trying to read one book a week. I'm, I have 30 minutes nice. left in my book of um, American Grit, which I know is controversial. Mm, I, I um, haven't I, read it yet. It's on my list. If you hear a homeless man yelling outside, I apologize. The, it's okay. The ambience, he ambience, like American Grit. Ambience noise. I'm like, <laughs> hmm, is that murder? I can't tell. It's every day. It's an adventure <laughs> out here. Um, yeah, American Grit about a story of a mom and son in Mexico fleeing to the north. And it's very interesting, but I know it's very controversial too. So I'm going to read the controversy after I finish reading it. And yes, I'm very active on the Netflix, Hulu, Prime, and uh, HBO channels. If you literally need a request of anything, we're we're watching American Horror Story season one right now because Greg preferred something scary for Halloween. I'm still like shaking from it, but um yeah, I'm not a scary fan, but me either. You want to watch something scary on HBO? Watch The Vow. Love Country. Oh, The Vow. I know. We were talking about that. Yeah, The yeah. Vow, Love Country. Um, oh my God, there's just so many, so, so much. much good programming right now. Yeah. I have The Queen's Gambit because of you. Damn. I need to add on you there. Love it. I loved Cobra Kai. Like that <laughs> brought me so much joy. <laughs> So, so yes. good. <laughs> I really, I feel like people will ask me what to watch. I'm like, I don't know. I haven't watched anything. I'm like, wait, who am I kidding? I've seen like thousands of hours of television. Same. <laughs> totally. Same. It, even still, I'm just kind of like flipping through things. And I'm like, I'll just watch an episode of Arrested Development real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can watch that anytime. Yeah. <laughs> anytime. That's like New but, Girl. Yeah. Like a, like a, a palate cleanser. Exactly. Something easy that you can put on and not, you know, again, with the weight of the world, feel it right here in your, you know, peripheral Um, I love that. And last, my favorite question is, can you name three things that you absolutely despise that people get carried away about? I'll give you an example. I would never get on a cruise ship. Don't see it. (laughs) Don't see that ever happening, even pre-pandemic. A cruise to me sounds like a death trap. Okay. Nor do I like tomatoes. No. Ooh, no tomato. Okay. So for me, it's Pinot Noir. Like, I don't understand it. I really, I just don't get it. Same thing. I'm going to put Pinot Noir slash like white wine in general. Just don't, oh. don't really. I Like I'll do Sauvignon Blanc every once in a while. Rosé, like same thing. It's just a, it looks pretty in my glass. Red wine, I love. Like Zinfandel. Ooh. Cabernet Sauvignon, like I love 
strong bold wine. I'm pretty sure someone's like growling outside now. This is fascinating. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hear like murderous voices. You're like, that's fine, right? Um, you're not home alone, are you, Emily? Let's make sure you're in the same space. I think if I start, you know, like beating my head, like the code word that I told you, just okay. call the cops. Um, the second thing that I really don't understand is Scarlett Johansson. Like, I just don't get her. And she always plays the slutty, um, like mistress or something. She, and yeah. she's, I think the thing that pisses me off, she's ruined two of my favorite books, she, the girl uh-huh. with the pearl earring mm-hmm. and the other Boleyn girl. And that just, I see. And I couldn't watch either of those because she was cast like, in them. I know. Nope, not she watching shall it. not be named. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't, it's not, a, not a fan. And then let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of the last thing that people get carried away by. Oh God, I feel like it's a TV show and I, and I can't, you know what? It was Shit's Creek initially. And then I fell in love. Like I was, I like, I'm obsessed with it, but I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why, what people see in this. Mm -hmm. It took me, actually, it took me a couple episodes too, before I was like, I get it now. But at first I was like, what is this? Yeah. And then I was, oh, do you know what it is? I freaking hate strapless dresses. (laughs) Yes. I just can't get behind strapless dresses. Yeah, that's a towel. That's not a dress. Yeah. It's a towel. Yeah. I just, I, like your boobs, you're going to have to, and the diva hey, cup. I yeah. can't get behind that either. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I don't, I don't have any strapless. My wedding dress was strapless. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that was it. But I was, I was itty bitty then. <laughs> then I had children and I got really big boobs and I was like, that hey, nothing holding these girls ago. up. <laughs> yeah, strapless dresses. Um, yeah, but diva cups. I can't get behind yeah. those. No, like I hear you. The, the idea of this coming out. So yeah, those, are my, those are my weird things. Well, thank you for getting carried away. Oh, thank you for letting me get carried away. I'm so glad nobody attacked you during this call. <laughs> Everyone go. arrived safely during all the sirens you heard in my background. It's been an exciting episode. And <laughs> make sure you check out Emily Merrill and Six Degree Society and all the places. It'll be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. I hope you learned something new. Now, if you are a female founder, thought leader, disruptor, and you're like, I can be on that show, then you need to email me with some topics. Email me directly, carrie at bra-network.com or send me a DM on the IG at bra underscore network. I'm always looking for fabulous, fierce females to feature. And hey, if you're a guy, I'll feature you too, because we all have knowledge to share. Until then, thank you for getting carried away. Go ahead and like and subscribe to all the things and all the places. Until next time, have a great day. Stay safe. Wear a mask.